Hi, friends, and welcome to the Midwest Mompreneurs Podcast. I am your host, Katherine Snellen, and each week I am going to be sitting down to share honest conversations, real resources, and the tips to help you navigate motherhood and building a business at the same time. Let's be honest, it's not an easy journey when you want to do both, but it is possible. Let's get to it. Hello, hello. I am so excited for today's conversation with my dear friend, Nellie Sparkman of Nellie Sparkman Events. We are talking about how she started her wedding and event planning business, why it's important to have many skills, and why you should also think about having multiple revenue streams. The thing that is really inspiring to me about Nellie is even though she loves many things, dabbles in many different areas from graphic design to stationery to web design, you name it, Nellie has probably done it. She's managing her business full-time while watching her two little ones at home. So if you are a mom that is trying to build a business or maybe you're trying to pivot and add a different revenue stream or try a different service within your business while also being a stay-at-home mom, this is a great conversation and very honest and real. So I'm excited for you guys to listen in and get to know more about Nelly. All right. I am so excited to be chatting with my dear friend, Nellie Sparkman, today. She is so inspirational because she is a mom of two littles. She stays home with them, but she's also built a very successful business. And I I just love talking with other people that are multi-passionate, like the multi-hyphen, where you do many things and you do them all very well because I am kind of the same way where I always like to try new things. So I'm so excited to have you here. And Nellie, I would love for you to share your background, how you became an entrepreneur, what that journey has looked like for you. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much, Kat, for having me. This is so fun and um, a nice little break from hanging out with two little kids during the day. So um, I got my start, my family owns Brown's Irish Marketplace. Um, I am the fifth generation. And if you haven't been there, we've been open since 1887. So I grew up catering with Brown's, helping. um, I mean, they did tons of big wedding catering. So there's a picture of myself, my mom, my aunt, my grandma, my dad at the Midland Theater back in like the early 90s. And I remember catering this wedding. So by watching them and sitting in, my aunt's on the board of the St. Patrick's Day Parade Committee and the Kansas City Irish Fest. So watching her, um, I'd spend the night with her a lot, stay with my grandma a lot. I grew up watching um, my family as entrepreneurs. When I was in first grade, I passed around a little sign-up sheet to all my little friends and asked them to sign up for cookies or brownies or soda pop. We were throwing my first grade teacher her baby shower, a surprise baby shower. So I talked to the principal, I made sure we had the cafeteria. And I look at my son, who's almost that age, he'll be in kindergarten next year. And I'm like, how, like, how did I even think to do it? But I guess you could just say it was always in my bones. Like I've grown up being that way. Um, When I was in high school, like I just had this always desire to work. I was nannying and then I started working at Applebee's. started lifeguarding. And then in college, I worked for the Holiday Inn in Manhattan, Kansas. I went to K-State, got a degree in hotel restaurant management. After I graduated, I said, I am moving to Ireland. I graduated, moved to Ireland, worked for the Hilton Belfast and did their manager and trainee program. Um, So I started from the bottom. I started working in housekeeping, um, flipping beds, changing like 
cleaning really gross toilets and then was the bar manager and was literally asking the Bath rugby team, how do I make this drink? Um, so I just constantly have been learning and building and building and building um, until I learned, okay, I can't stay in Ireland forever. Came back and worked for a corporate event planning company and just didn't agree with the way they treated people. Um, they want, I remember specifically, they wanted a table move, the six foot table move and just yelled at staff to move the table. I'm like, we're perfectly capable of moving this table. Let's pick it up together and work as a team to move it. They've got other clients that they need to help. Um, so that did not last very long. Um, luckily I was living in my parents' basement at the time and I put in my notice and I just did odds and ends job. While I was there, I had learned enough HTML and coding that I built the NellieSparkman.com website. At the time, it was Events by Nelly, um, And built it from scratch, built it through HTML, got my Facebook up and going, got Instagram was like kind of a thing then. This was 2011. But prior to this, I had been doing weddings for sorority sisters and cousins. And so I was doing weddings all throughout college. When I would sell a group block at the Holiday Inn, I was going across the street to the Alumni Center to coordinate all the weddings. Um, I spent about six months in my parents' basement getting my brand going, getting things, just people talking and got a job at the ALS Association in Kansas City. And I was their fundraiser, planned their gala, um, actually started out as their administrative assistant and worked my way up. But through that, I was able to still hone in on my event planning skills, networking outside of the in the wedding community the creative community i was building their websites i was doing their graphic design so i was able to hone in on all the things that i have been passionate about my whole life planning design technology and they i mean i as a nonprofit, like they just uh, use my abilities to help them um so i was with them for about five years after my son michael was born in 2015 I went part-time and then after he was about a year and a half old, we parted ways just because my wedding planning business was growing astronomically. I wanted to stay home with him um, and, and just have that ability to have the best of both worlds. Um, so yeah, I had watched my mom raise four little kids while my dad is a family practice physician. So watching her balance being a part-time social worker with four littles and a husband that worked all the time just gave me like the ability to say, okay, if mom can do it, I can do it. So that's kind of um, all of it in a nutshell. It's been a lifetime of building and just continuing to see where God takes me. I love this so much. And Nelly, you and I, I feel like are long lost like soulmates because our journeys are so similar. I went to New York City and was hustling and literally doing all of the dirty, nasty work that people don't think about when they think that public relations and events are so glamorous, but it's not. And I get in increased all the time from college students or professionals that are wanting to hop into this world and they don't understand that there's so many things that you have to learn and understand. And even just you sharing how you understood what it was like to be a bartender and all of that, like it's so important to know every facet of the business. And I love hearing that. And even if you're a mom and 
you're thinking, okay, I want to start now. I don't think it's too late, but I do think volunteering and trying new experiences and hustling and like just putting yourself out there to to be open to new things. I think that is the key to success. I don't think you can just wake up one day and start a business. I think you have to like have all these experiences. So I love, I love hearing that from someone else. It makes me so happy. Um, so tell me when you started designing and um, offering these other services for your job, did you feel like that was something that you were more drawn to because you were a mom and it's something you could do from home, website design, stationary design, things like that? Or like were your interests evolving? Like what kind of transitioned that event planning experience as you became a mom and knowing you were wanting to grow your family? So I'd always done some sort of graphic design. I remember sitting with my aunt who owns the store um, and watching her. She would create this back before we had, um, you know, like email blasts. She would create this newsletter called the Brown Crier and Publisher. And I always be like, okay, this is how we need to design this. So I've always had like another interest in design in college when I was in the sorority I was planning our mother's luncheon but I was also designing the invitations um, when I worked at the Holiday Inn one of our internship projects was to create something or do something so I created an interactive menu so it was like I was always combining my love for event planning with some sort of graphic design and then the technology um, when I launched events by Nelly I remember doing wedding programs for a sorority sister who lived out in western Kansas um so it's always been there it's just I've started marketing myself more as my kids have been more of that little age I can't always go out and meet face to face with clients so the graphic design the website design have been something that I can do at 2 a.m while they're sleeping and still give me a sense of purpose and um, I'm a words of affection type of person so when the mother of the bride at a wedding is like oh my god Nelly this is great like I crave it um, so doing website design especially right now during coronavirus and hearing some business owners saying you, you get me like you're in my brain you get me it's giving me that words of affection that I so much crave um, so yeah it's always been there I feel like I've just started marketing it more so so it can adapt to my lifestyle at yeah. this point with kids. That makes sense. Yeah. So you started in events and you started to add design pieces. Um and then now more working with the business owners in the wedding industry on branding and website design. So I think that that is really interesting because even if it even if you can't invest time in doing one service, you can make those soft pivots and still keep your brand as is. So tell us like how you have evolved your brand when it comes to social media, when it comes to um, your own marketing, because you know, you started serving the typical bride client, which were probably mostly friends or referrals. And now you're kind of evolving into who you serve. So how has that shift been for you? Absolutely. So I am a firm believer. I mean, I have three Instagrams, but two of them the stationary one is more so it's it's easier for me to post all my stationary pictures to ns.stationary kind of as a portfolio and then i have ns.wellness i'm also a beauty counter consultant very passionate about faster way to fat loss so that's kind of for there um and then i have nelly sparkman which is where i show the kids i show weddings i show stationary i show faster way to fat loss i show all my passions because 
in my mind, if I am going to get to know your crazy aunt on your wedding day, like you need to get to know that I have an 18 month old and a five year old and I do work from home and you might, if you want to call and talk to me, like, that's great. But you might hear these kids in the background. Um, I have built my business on being very genuine, very authentic. Like I want to get to know your story. I want to get to know if there is a rough marriage of your parents or that this, like whatever your story is, I want to get to know it. And I feel like I'm not going to get to know that particular bride and groom unless they get to know me. So my social media is very open, very honest. Like I want them to get to know me as much as they're, I'm going to get to know them. Um, and through that, I just post like, here's my kids. Um, here is my weddings. Here's my stationery. Here I am at 1am working. And just by doing that, I have started to attract my ideal client. I'm booking the teachers who absolutely adore kids. I'm booking the nurses who also a lot of pediatric, pediatric nurses, um, and booking fellow case staters because we just, we're all there tailgating on the football sidelines together. So by posting me, I start to book who my ideal clients are and who I really mesh with when it comes to the wedding planning process. Yeah. I love this because I've gone through this as well, where I was nervous to share my personal life because I was afraid that it would repel potential clients. But I think it actually has attracted the right people. And I agree with you, the people that are also moms or that want to be moms and understand the balancing act that it is. Um, so I think that that's so good to hear. And I also love that you mentioned that you have your separate accounts more as a portfolio. So if you do have that client that wants to see specific work details, you can direct them to that page or they can find you there as well. And I do the same thing. Um, I would rather have, you know, two or three Instagram pages that are very specific in who they're targeting and the content and feel like I'm attracting the right people with a smaller following than have one large account where no one really knows what they're there for, or what's going on. So I think that that is such great advice. If someone is launching a business or already has a business and maybe is thinking, do I need to add another Instagram account? So you do all of these things. What is your schedule like, or how do you schedule? Because I know you're very organized and very, um, you know, you love a to-do list. So tell me like, how do you plan your weeks out? How do you, I mean, I know it is a little crazy right now with life in COVID, but how are you finding time to do all of these different things? You know, that's a really good question. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I do it. I just do it. Um, it's not always pretty. Um, I, my husband travels, he used to travel a lot more for work than he does. Well, before COVID he was traveling, but not as much. Anyways, um, my son was going to parents day out three days a week. So like nine o'clock to two 30, but my daughter who's 18 months old has been with me. Um, so I have learned like you just work hard, smarter, not harder. Um, I used Absato, which is a client management system. I've been working on workflows in there. I use Google Drive um, to put my calendar and send calendar reminders to clients. Um, they have access to a Google Drive folio, so they can be working in it while I'm working in it. And then there's a lot of late night working. I try to do one to two nights where once the 
my son goes to bed around 8.30, 9, depending on how many times he decides he needs to get out of bed, I hit the computer and I'm down on the computer from 9 to 2 a.m. And then I get back up with the kids. Um, so right before coronavirus happened, my mom had retired and she was going to start watching my daughter. So that way I could have one full day of getting work done. Um, but now it's just a matter of like setting expectations, telling clients, okay, I'm available in the evenings after seven o'clock because I put my daughter to bed. Um, and they're fine with that. And that's just, we have that conversation from the very beginning before they even book. Like, here's my life. Like, here's my schedule. I am a mom and I'm your wedding planner. If we need to talk, like these are my hours, but let's, let's work together on this. Um, when it comes to website design and branding, a lot of my clients right now are moms. And so we Voxer at midnight and they're like, okay, move my logo over here and let's do this. And then they can see their website in real time. And we're just working like late into the night. But it's so much fun. The house is peaceful and we're like, I'm creative and no one's bothering me and the juices are flowing. Um, yeah. So just finding little pockets to get work done. Um, yeah, I agree. It happens. I agree so much. I feel like before life, before kids, I don't know what I was doing for those eight or nine hours that I was working. I mean, I was scrolling on Instagram, probably doing, taking breaks, getting sucked into things, going down rabbit holes. But now it's like, I, I have three things I want to accomplish every day and I have to cross them off my list, whether I have an hour, two hours, however long. And it's amazing how productive we can be. And I agree so many late nights, so many early mornings as well. And something that I, um, I feel like I've kind of gone alongside with you is your wellness journey and you are, you've done faster rate of fat loss and you have had great success with it. And I would just love to hear, because I think this was one of my struggles as a mom and a business owner is taking time for myself, taking time to work out, to eat clean, to meal prep, all of that. Like, what has that journey been like for you? So on top of all of this, um, I have scoliosis. And when I was 12, I had back surgery. And I feel like that part of my journey has shaped a huge part of who I am now, just going through that in seventh grade. Um, so before I had started my weight loss journey, I was in immense back pain. Uh, and especially being in a very high demand job where you're lifting, heavy lifting, like I knew something had to change. So I started faster weight of fat loss at six weeks postpartum and learned to eat right, started exercising. I mean, I walked in cross country in high school. I didn't run, but like, I'm not an exercise person. Um, so learning to strengthen my core and to feed my body and fuel my body with the necessary things, especially now that I was juggling an infant, a very busy three-year-old, multiple businesses, and really didn't have much help. Um, so the weight started coming off and I have, I haven't been able, or I haven't had the need to go back to physical therapy. And I joined the gym a year ago. Um, so just like getting that release for me as well, I call it my me time. And where I used to have excuses of working out, like now it's non-negotiable. Every single day, I have to get 30 minutes to an hour worth of working out. And if that means the kids are playing on the deck while I'm, I've got my AirPods in and we're going to faster way to fat loss, or we're taking them four mile walk or whatever it is. Like I have got to get some sort of workout time in. Um, 
just because it makes me a better person, makes me a nicer person, helps with my creativity, and it helps so that my back isn't in the level of pain that it used to be. Yeah. Are you an early morning? I know so many moms I've talked to, they get up at like four or 5 a.m. to work out. That is not me personally. I typically go in that early morning phase when Ford is just waking up and my husband is still around before work, like that 637 timeframe, I just can't motivate myself to get up earlier. Or like when, when do you actually fit it into your day? Because I think that's something that I always am interested to hear. So we are not early morning people at our house at all. The kids are early morning. Like, um, they come in, they like to snuggle. Michael was more of a snuggler. Kennedy, like she wakes up and she is ready to go. And Michael has figured out, okay, I can get Kennedy out of her crib. As long as she doesn't have a dirty diaper, I'm bringing her in to mom and dad. So we all snuggle in room while dad gets ready. Dad leaves to go to work. Um, we come downstairs, we have our breakfast. Sometimes I'll work out while they're eating their breakfast because I do intermittent fasting. So it's like, they can watch TV and I can work out and they can eat breakfast. But as long as I get my workout in between like nine and 10 o'clock, then I know it's off my plate for the rest of the day and we can do whatever we choose to do the rest of the day. Yeah, uh, when I Michael agree. was in parents day out, it was the same thing. Like, cause Kennedy takes a long afternoon nap. So if I can get my workout time in the morning, it's off my plate. I'm in a happier place. I've had my me time and we can go on with our day. Yeah, I agree with that too. And then you can use nap time if it's still that longer stretch um, for working time. That's what I would always right. do is utilize right. nap for work. Um, I, I always think that that's interesting because we all, we're all as moms and business owners saying we're working out, but it's like, when are you actually doing it? Is it evening, morning, like lunchtime, whenever. So I think that that's good to hear and hopefully motivating to other moms that are like, I want to do this, but I just am not, I'm not doing it. So tell us like, I'm curious because you offer multiple services and I can relate to you on this. I do many things. How do you prioritize which services to focus on? Is it based on seasonal because you're doing events? Is it, um, you know, I mean, is it how much time you have? Like how many weddings do you take on versus how many stationary projects or website projects? How do you kind of balance all these different services? Because for me, I usually try and do it seasonally where I know Q3, Q4, I'm doing more events. So I'm less heavy on that in Q1. You know, do you know what I'm trying to say? Right. So with the weddings, it, it fluctuates. One year we might have a very heavy spring and the next year we might have a very heavy fall. Um, with my various planning packages, it's helped me to book a better quality over quantity. When Michael was born, um, I was doing 30 weddings a year. When I was pregnant with Kennedy, I had 10 full service clients in my third trimester. Um, I mean, to the point where Kennedy came two weeks early and I was, we had a wedding November 19th and she was born November 16th. So I was in the hospital bed directing staff and vendors of what to do. Um, I really don't, I just go with what my gut tells me to do. Um, so if, and I, I find a way to make it work. It's like a puzzle. Um, I've had a lot of outreach right now about styled shoots. And I'm very selective and when I do styled shoots, but if it's not revenue generating, I typically turn it down. Um, I try to stay in line with other creatives that I would want to work with and that I see a future in building that relationship with. 
but maybe it's just because somebody's worn they want to do a styled shoot. Well, that's not really the best use of my time. And then when it comes to working, like maybe tonight my creative juices for working on a website are really flowing. And then maybe tomorrow night I'm more like in that area of being more like organized. And so we're going to work in an Excel spreadsheet working on a client's budget. And so it just kind of, I try to feel where my strengths are at any given day. Sometimes the kids drain me more. So it's more fun to get on my iPad and sketch out a logo and procreate. So I just try to like feel how I'm feeling and then work based on that. Yeah. Do you do batch working at all? Like I know for me, Mondays are the day where I'm either doing podcast interviews or I'm answering emails, but I'm not doing a lot of heavy project work. And then I save that for Wednesdays where I'm writing content or creating and doing a lot of the heavier lifting things. Like, do you kind of have those days lined out or is it really just how you're feeling as you wake up? (laughs) It's just like, get it done. Um, Tuesdays and Wednesdays are typically my let's meet with client nights. Um, and that way my husband knows, okay, no, like late night work, happy hour, no, like Tuesday night, you get home, we'll eat dinner. And then I go meet with the clients. I always try to make it a priority that we're all sitting down to the dinner table together. Um, and I always try to get Kennedy in bed before I leave the house, just because this past year I've been nursing her, um, so that it's been a priority that I'm still feeding her and then putting her to bed before we part ways. Um, yeah, I just make my task list. I've got my post-its of, okay, here's what I have of design work this week. Here's what I have behind the business, like sales tax reporting and all those different things. And then here's the constant things that need to get done, like updating the portfolio or trying to get a blog post out or those type of things. Those typically sit on the back burner. Um, Like Instagram, as much as I wish I could have a curated feed and get that done, it doesn't always happen. So posting real time in videos and stories is a better way for me to still reach my clients versus taking the time to thoughtfully post something in my grid. Yeah, I do a ton of scheduling for my social media because it's, I feel like if I'm posting in the moment, then I get sucked into the app and then I never want to leave and it takes time away from income generating projects. So I completely understand that. I also, I like the tip of picking your days where you are doing meetings or, you know, you're only scheduling. I do the same thing. I know I'm only meeting on Wednesdays and Thursdays. And it just helps me because I, I feel like life pre-kids or, you know, even when I was in the beginning of balancing my business and being a mom, I would just let my clients take over my schedule. And I would say, when are you free? I can be available whenever you are. And then that makes your days so crazy. They, they ebb and flow. And so for me, knowing I'm only meeting or doing calls on specific days has helped my brain (laughs) at least stay organized, even if the days aren't planned to a T. So I think that's good to hear as well. Um, how are you kind of reaching those clients as you are adding more of the branding and design services? How are you, I mean, obviously you have great relationships you've built in the Casey wedding industry over the years, but how are you tapping into this, these new services that you're offer, offering? So it's all been word of mouth and that's how my wedding planning journey started, you know, sorority sisters and cousins. And then they were talking to a friend. Um, I, we're fifth generation Kansas City. So 
there is a lot of connections. Um, one of my friends that I work with quite frequently always says like, invite Nellie to a party and she's going to know half the people in the room. I grew up in the Catholic school system in Overland Park. My parents went to Catholic school. My grandparents went to Catholic school. So it's a tight knit community. Um, the Irish Catholics in Kansas City are very tight knit. So it's like, there's always some degree of separation. And when somebody finds out like, oh, Nellie does this, let's have her plan the wedding. Okay, well now she's planned our wedding. We want her to do our daughter's first birthday. Okay, great. Well, I need somebody to build a website. Um, my friend Nellie does it. And then it's just like a ripple effect. I'm building a website for one of my son's preschool friend's mom. She's a fitness coach. Um, another fellow wedding planner down in Houston, Texas, who I know through Beauty Counter. Um, I've built a website for a cabinetry company in Topeka, who I know through a photographer. So it's just like, you never know who's going to talk about you or know your service. So if you just treat people kindly and show your work and show that you're willing to put in the work, then it's the referrals. People talk. Um, yeah. So that's how I've got all my business. I don't advertise with any type of platform. I used to be on the not, but for me, it doesn't hit my ideal client. I would rather than talk and talk highly about me and get my clientele that way. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I don't do any advertising either. And I love referrals because I know that it's coming from a trusted source most of the time. So I think that that's Absolutely. great to hear. Um, I also was just kind of curious, like, how do you organize your process when you do onboard a client? Because I've worked with you on styled shoots. I've worked with you on other projects and you're so organized and meticulous. And I think that that helps as a mom to cut back some of your working hours when you're organized from the get-go. So do you have templates set up for your clients so you just kind of plug in, in their information? How do you kind of make those workflows simpler so you're not just working to work, you're really kind of setting it up for success? Sure. So when Michael was born, I learned like you do the nap time hustle. And during that time, I've constantly learned to have how to evolve. Um, so I have, that's about the time I got the client management system. Um, when he was about a year and a half, I got Dubsado. And during coronavirus, I've been setting up and emails in it and workflows and how can I work smarter and not harder um, in creating Google forms and constantly adding on to them, like what's working and what's not working and what do I, I look at other people and when I'm involved in a styled shoot, maybe on the stationary aspect, what do I like of what they're doing and what do I not like of what I'm, they're doing and how can I adapt it? Like I am one of those people, I look at an email and if there's a ton of words, I check out. So how can I simplify it? Like, so when I send an email, especially about a styled shoot, it's bullet points and here's when you need to be there. Here's what we're expecting. Um, I try to not micromanage it because it, that's just more work for everybody involved. So we go with the flow and that's kind of just my lifestyle in general. Like just go with the flow. Yes, I'm a planner, um, but there's some things that we can't prevent. So if you just go with the flow, have boundaries, canned emails, somewhat of a template or a process, it all works out. Yeah, I love that. I think that is so important. And even when you're looking at what are the emails I'm sending over and over again, what are the things that I'm doing for me? I use Canva because I'm not a traditional graphic designer like you and created 
um, you know, a template for my pitch decks, a template for onboarding clients, things like that. So I'm just sending the same things, occasionally tweaking it here and there, but sending the same information. So everyone feels like, wow, she's so organized and on top of it, but really I just have these systems down, you know, and just looking at through your emails and saving them even in your drafts so that you can easily pull them as needed. I think that that is so helpful for me because who wants to sit there and type out the same email over and over again? Absolutely. And you can customize it each time. I don't know if you have G Suite, but there is yes. an option down there where I have all my canned emails. And then if I'm working at midnight, I do a delay sent. So everything yes. goes out at 8 a.m. Because otherwise, somebody's going to get my email and they're going to respond to me at midnight. And then I'm going to think, like, my brain's not fully functioning in the communication mode at that time of night. So trying to set those boundaries so they know like, okay, she's not working at midnight type of thing has been very helpful. I agree. I do so much of my email scheduling in the evening because I don't want to be in my inbox during my working hours. And when Gmail added that scheduling feature, it was a game changer. I had, I had added a third party app before, but having that is awesome. So I love that. Do you have any other great resources, tips, tools, apps, things that you like to use that keep you organized within your businesses? So I try to keep it very simple. Um, I had tried a planning app back in the day for clients and it was just too complicated for them. Um, so I like, what is it? Keep it stupid, stupid, simple, the KISS <laughs> acronym. Um, so Google sheet, like Google, um, they get a Google drive when they onboard and they work in Excel, they work in a Google doc. They can type in things. Mom can type in things. Fiance can type in things when we're doing the seating chart planner can work on it like everybody can be involved in real time and that way we don't have templates saving over each other it just helps so between that and dub sato and post-it notes um i i like technology i like having my calendar on my phone and seeing things i like having a pen and paper so i have a planner i used to be one of those people that i'd spend a ton of money on a planner and then i wouldn't write in it because it was too pretty to ruin so I get like a $20 planner from Target and it does a great job. Um, and then just being real with yourself, setting boundaries. I have a Google voice line. So that is the number that's published out for the world to see. So it streams my calls when they're coming in. And if it's a telemarketer, they usually hang up before I even get to them. So I know if it's a bride calling, I can either take it or I can wait until kiddos are napping or asleep before I call them back. That is a great tip because it is hard to always be answering the phone or have your phone number out there where people are calling you. So I think that's a great tip for someone. Um, so tell me kind of what's next for Nellie Sparkman. I know you are working on some exciting things. What is, what is in the future for you? So my goal at some point, and it keeps getting put to the back burner. I've been talking about it for a year plus. Um, I want to create a collection of wedding invitations that are based on what I'm getting asked for quite a bit. So I've got it. I just need to tweak it, create the process for it. Um, been watching a lot of tutorials on Skillshare and listening to podcasts on how other people do it. It's just taking the time to carve it out um, yeah. to get it done. I tend to put other people's projects as a priority over my own because 
you know, those are more revenue generating than what I have to do. And just, I, I always seem to make other people a priority over myself. Um, so the invitations, hopefully getting more website design. It's been really fun for me to be working on that. And then, um, you know, five weddings a year. So I'm still with my kiddos on the weekends and can go to K-State games and do all the things because I can't believe my son's going off to kindergarten next year and that's full-time school. Uh, so trying to embrace being a mom while they're still little. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you mentioned offering that, you know, easy, customizable product download or whatever that will look like for you. Um, you know, I just launched a course this year and it was because of COVID that pushed me to do it. And it, it was scary and it did take a lot of back end work, but I think when you are a one-on-one service based business and your time is working with clients and it's so much time sometimes that it's nice to have that other you know, stream of revenue where you're offering products or courses or whatever it is where you invest all this time in the beginning and then you can kind of see those benefits pay off down the road. Um, I think that that's a great option for moms, especially once you've already built a successful brand and people know who you are and they trust you. So I think that's a, I think you should do it. I think you should get it going. Um, yes. So tell My us. My goal today. Yay. Okay. So tell us where we can follow you, um, share your different accounts and how we can stay connected. Absolutely. So the main place you can follow me is on Instagram, Nellie Sparkman. So it's N-E-L-L-I-E-S-P-A-R-K-M-A-N. And then NellieSparkman.com are usually the best places to reach me, or you can email me info at NellieSparkman.com. I love to chat, love to be a mentor, um, have a lot of fellow people that want to get into wedding planning or graphic design. So reach out. I'd love to help. Oh, you're the best. Thanks so much for your time today, Nellie. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Kat. Enjoy your day. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Midwest Mompreneurs. I'm your host, Katherine Snellen, and I appreciate you so much. Let's keep the conversation going on social media. You can follow me on Instagram at the Catherine Elise.